Welcome to I Said What I Said with Michaela and Helen, uh, a new podcast where every week we talk about the latest hot topics. This week we have chosen to talk about this bloody vaccine. Dreaded vaccine. The dreaded vaccine. What's, um, Helen, let's just go straight in. Opinions on the vaccine. So I like sat on the fence about the whole thing for months. I think um, it was a case of everyone was just doing their own thing, remaining like just sticking to the guns and not talking about it. And then the last few months, I don't know whether you've noticed, but there's more and more chat about the vaccine. And again, I remained quite vanilla on the whole thing. But then um, as soon as I started speaking out about it and speaking to people and actually talking to people that I know that had had the vaccine and were having terrible repercussions from it, um, I thought I'm just going to dip my toe in and mention it on social media. And it became pretty obvious, like straight from the start, that those that are for the vaccine, which is absolutely fine, but they're so aggressive, like they're really kind of like, I don't know, just unnecessarily aggressive. And I saw that right from the start and I kind of let it go. But then I started talking to people who've had the vaccine and are having awful, awful kind of side effects from it. Um, to the point where like I, I'm still talking to people now um, who have, they're not having the second vaccine. They've had the first, but because of what's happened the first time round, and that they're absolutely petrified. Like this one lady who is already disabled, she's had the she's had the vaccine. She said her husband is used to seeing her sick, so he's you know he's kind of gotten used to looking after her in that way. But he panicked that much because of the seizures she was having, and she was shaking like really really heavily. This went on for about she had about four or five days. And he was in tears, like with panic, taking us to the hospital. And she said, no one is talking about it. Now, I've got to mention that anyone who does follow me will have seen that. I've been quite out, like, outspoken recently about it. I have said things that I probably shouldn't have said, like in an arsey manner. Because, and I shouldn't do that because that's what people are very, who are for the vaccine are doing. And I don't want to come across like that. But I'm more angry that nothing is being spoken about and everything's censored. So I've noticed, which you'll see on your Instagram, who can see what and how many people are viewing it. Now, since I've started started talking about the vaccine, all my like views and everything's gone down, my insights, my interactions, the lot. And I've had I've had three warnings now off Instagram. So I've set up a telegram group. Because how the hell is anyone supposed to talk? Because I've had these warnings about talking about it on there. Why is there a warning against people actually speaking you know, it's, out? You know, it's that thing as well. So I did some polls on it for research purposes for this podcast. And every time I put the word vaccine in, it came up with this. Song at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so register for one. So my opinion on this is very much like yours i think i started off really like uh, i would have been classed as a swing voter i didn't know which way i was going to go my granddad is currently suffering with lung cancer so obviously i want to protect him and other people who are worried about it 
Mm. My youngest son hasn't seen the majority of his grandparents. He does have a lot for over a year. He's two and for half of his life. He just doesn't know his, his family, really. So I was like, listen, if it means me getting the vaccine to make everybody else feel comfortable, then I'm going to do it. Then I started doing bits of research. Yeah. Inside, genuinely getting scared. And I don't want to be that knob who's the conspiracy theorist. I really don't want to be it. But... When the government conspiracy theories, it's not if it's there in front of you and you're talking to people that are going through stuff, it's not a conspiracy, it's not a conspiracy, is it? I got this stat that my friend Dean Kelly, I'll give him a shout out because I told her I was going to steal this from him. The stat that he gave me, Boris Johnson has spent 70% of the government's marketing budget on the vaccine. Now that goes beyond marketing that turns into propaganda and as soon as I heard that start and then I started doing my own research and just asking people like oh what's your experience on it now I can't say that everybody has said they've had these terrible symptoms oh. I'm gonna say 80% of people have had some extreme symptoms and I have seen nothing about it in the press okay. and that is what scares me when 70% of a marketing budget is basically turned into propaganda to brainwash us is, is now what I'm feeling like and then actually when I do my own research and my own polls, people are saying, oh, they've had these extreme symptoms and I've not seen anything in any mainstream media. That's when I start to get a little bit like, mm, I, I don't think I want yeah. to. And of course they're not, because look who owns media, look who's at the top of everything. Of course, things aren't going to like be there for us to see. Why are things being censored? Like Instagram has gone fully in on sen like censorship. You can't say shit. I can't. That's why I had to set this Telegram group up. Like I need to mention, this is one of the first reasons why I spoke out about it. So my friend, Alan, what's a Telegram group? Um, I've got it underneath my Instagram. Um, it's basically just a group. Where I've called it Discussion Club, and loads of people are just in it, just sharing what's happened with them. Like in like people talking about how um, I don't have this issue because obviously I've only I've only got my son, but my mum's had the vaccines, which I'm not happy about. But she's in a home. I totally understand why she's had to have it done. I'm not going to express that I'm pissed off to the carers because they're the the way the carers and stuff. I mean, we'll get into this. Carers, nurses, teachers, people in those sectors, which I'm finding a lot of them are women because of their job roles, nursery nurses, the lot, are being bullied. And I'm not, that's not me exaggerating. This is, I can, I'm, I'm happy to upload, and I have done, I've uploaded what people have sent me. Like these people that are in these caring jobs are now being backed into a corner. One nurse from down here whose eyebrows I do, she's got an appraisal next week. Um, and she's actually got so much stuff stacked against them because they've offered a counselling because she's, she's refused a vaccine. She's been made to feel like a mad woman because she has seen the terrible effects that it's had. And I just think, how have we got to that point? So it's absolutely fine for everyone to before the vaccine, which it is, I'm not saying it's not, but you cannot honestly think it's okay to back people into a corner and now... I mean, the, the funny thing is when people say, well, you have the choice. Well, if someone's saying to you, you might lose your job, um, that's not a choice. 
That's that, that's being bullied. That's harassment. That is. Well, I mean, do we have a choice? I mean, I honestly feel like at this point, I don't because I know that there's members of my family who are so scared of catching coronavirus that they won't be around me if I didn't have the vaccine. So even if you set aside everything, what the government... anywhere. Have they, did, have they seen how, like, it, there's, it's zero, it, there's no proof that it's even doing anything for you. In fact, it's probably doing more harm than good. You can still pass it on. So for me, if the virus was that bad and, you know, it was, you know, the, the chances of you catching it were sky high, I would totally understand, like, where everyone is coming from. But you can still pass it. So if you have that vaccine and you you still go around there, like you could still pass the virus on. So where does this end? I don't understand. They're now saying as well there might be a third wave. So they're bringing out a third injection because did you see Matt Matt Hancock on this morning? I cannot stand. I can't stand his big fat mallet head. Is the most. A disgusting human. Why he's allowed in charge of anything when how he is as a person? How he laughs in the first interview, in one of those first interviews, and he sat there like with that fake cringy laugh, like, "Oh, I just want to smack him in his fucking fat bonds. I hate him. I hate him." And like, I, let me just yeah. So Holly and I was surprised this was even aired. Holly and Phil challenged him about the second vaccine basically saying what most of us want to know when will we be able to see our families that are vulnerable when will we be able to go on holiday that's what i want to know and they turned around and, and he turned around and went well we're 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 in the we're in the middle of our process of some bullshit um, about a third a third jab it was only mentioned of two before now we're on a third now we're on a third wave and now i mean Everyone that was being slandered for being a conspiracy theorist a year ago for mentioning microchips, that's now in the newspapers. The Daily Mail were writing about it the other day about how you can have the, the R in the process. But these microchips that can, I don't know, filter filter through, the, filter your blood or something like that. No. Seriously, it's there. <gasps> They're trying to make us into robots. <laughs> no, honestly, I do feel like though Boris Johnson is so obsessed with China that he is now trying to make us become like China, even to how it's run. Don't want us to own anything. Don't want us to. They just want us. Look, look how people are behaving now, Michaela. Seriously, like for instance, I was walking down the road the other day, and I thought, oh, like it is actually like becoming so strange. Like, so a woman was walking up the road double masked and she stepped off the pavement and walked in the road to walk away from me and I was like I either smell or you're a weirdo not sure I really really understand because like I said there's members of my family who are so paranoid and whilst I try and say it's not that bad I think it's you know, they're in a high-risk category, as we've seen. It is a real thing. I'm not doubting it for a single moment. And the, the, the people who are in high-risk categories, I completely understand them. You know, being upset and being worried and wanting other people to have the vaccine, I understand it. But 
I don't understand the logic behind, and this is to my family members as well, you get the vaccine because if I have it, I'm still not protecting you. So you just oh, so you have it. To me, you have all of my vaccine doses. I have 26 of them if you want. That is sweet. You're double, double protected. And I'll just crack on because yeah. I'm not in a high-risk category. So I don't... change anything anywhere. You can still pass it on. This is what I'm really struggling with when like people are saying, yeah, but you could pass it on. I'm like, I could pass it on anywhere. And like, sorry, I like um, digressed before, but this is the reason why I spoke out first of all. My friend who is now pregnant, um, she's breast, she was breastfeeding at the set. So this was a few months ago. She was breastfeeding and her former midwife has sent her an email because um, she keeps in touch regularly with her because her baby's got um, problems and things like that. Anyway, she emailed her to say, under no circumstances, she sent me the screenshot of the email and I thought, this is bad because this isn't being spoken about. So this is, it's all being spoken about on the, on the quiet, obviously, and nurses are doing what's right for their patients, clearly. She wrote to her saying, under no circumstances, if you are trying to conceive, if you're breastfeeding or pregnant, must you have the vaccine? It's just a complete no, like, don't do it. So we've gone from that, and I remember me bringing this up with, oh, God, one of my friends is just hell-bent on the whole thing being the way forward. He thinks it's great. And I said, so why, why are we being told if we're pregnant or at a childbearing age, which, which for me, I still am. I, I, I wanted another baby when I'm 36. So why would I risk injecting myself? We all know. That's very specific, Helen. <laughs> I know, I just want two years of, like, like I don't know what I was going to say then. Like, in two years, I shall bear a child. I want to bear a child in two years. Uh, no, I want to like go on holiday and I've got other shit going on after moving to London and stuff. Can't be like having a kid now. But I just think, why would I want to be putting that in my system? Like I'm working, on, don't get me wrong, like I'm not a health freak. I'm definitely not. I love a drink. I love a little smoke when I'm having a drink on my holidays and stuff. But I look after myself and I look after my health. So why on earth would I volunteer to be some kind of giant lab rat for people to work on an experiment? I'm not going to do that. And when people do say, oh, no, but you probably, like you've seen the memes of people saying, oh, if you've had drugs in the past and if you drink, then you shouldn't worry. Don't talk shit. That's not the same. It's completely not. Hey, you don't, you don't really see people who have a few bags of coke on the weekend or have a few drinks or smoke a bit of weed, produce kids with like severe autism and stuff like that. And well, I have also never injected vodka, so I, I'm presuming it would have a different effect. It can literally inject something into you. And I've, I've never reached that. Yeah. I've but I've never injected. But on top of that, you understand that having one drink at the weekend, the next day you're going to feel rough if you, like me, drink in excess. But if it's done something to your system. But you yeah, want to know what happens, but you don't, we still don't know yet what is going on with this. Also, it's a choice. And this is what makes me laugh when people say like, well, if you are doing this and you are doing that, it's like, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, that's where, that's because we're having fun doing them. What's fun about, ro what's fun about rolling up at Middlebrook at a fucking injection centre to get jabbed off someone that's done a half day course? Hello? 
Like Bobby, Bobby Norris. Bobby Norris, has all, he's been on tower, has absolutely... This is what pisses me off about you mentioning this about like the propaganda thing and the marketing. They've put so much money into it. Tell me why on earth you can go and do a half-day course and inject people, like people off tower, other people on reality shows are now trained to give out this vaccine. Why? And for me, I just think if like I was at this party the other week, yes, I went to a party and COVID's going on, shoot me. But this woman was there and she uh, she's doing it. She's giving out the injection. And I said, but do you know what's in it? And by this point, we both had a drink and I thought this isn't going to end well because she just couldn't answer the question. She kept going, babe, it's safe. I went, that's not what I said. I went, what's in it? Like, it's a test. It's an experiment. I went, can I just say something to you? I said, if you inject a woman aged between 24, 35, she decides she wants a child in five to 10 years and she can't have a child and lo and behold, it's, it's come out that there was massive implications due to a vaccine, which has happened in the past. How would that, and I said, how would that make you feel? And she went, babe, that's not going to happen. I went, you do not know that and you shouldn't be injecting people. No, no. I mean, I agree. I, I don't want to say the shop is shut from my end um, with regards to children. I do have to, I'm not sure if I'm going for I, I want to be able to have the choice still. So for me, per, I mean, I'm 37 as well, so I'd be... How do you know what would make you feel? You Personally, would that, would you... So if you had the vaccine and then you found out, God forbid, touch wood, that you, you then found out in a couple of years that you were basically barren and you couldn't have children. If you had that vaccine, do you not think you'd be like, why did I do that? Because I think I would. I actually think I, I've really, really, really struggled getting, not getting pregnant. I've struggled that I've had recurring miscarriages the whole of my life. I've had 16 miscarriages. So wow. to put more pressure on top of that and something else that could cause even further issues. I mean, my children have basically been miracles as it is. So then to do something else that might completely prevent me from it, why should that? And then why should I be frowned upon? I'll have to show a stupid passport if then I want to have any kind of life beyond this. It's completely, also choose whether to have a life now or whether to have future children. It's, it's un... And that's not fair. That's that's not that. There's nothing normal about that. That's not normal human life. We need to feel like it's normal because I, I went to the pub the other day when the first opened on Monday, which was amazing. By the way, I had such a good time. But no, I've been every, I've been every day. I'm hungover, drinking hot water and lemon. I went, I went out tonight as well. But it was just so weird. I was, I was stood in the toilet speaking to a woman I've never met and just like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for my life. Oh, a nice feeling, was it, though? Bizarre. Afterwards, I was like, as if I was so happy. To yeah. Say, like, this should not be normal to feel so happy to just speak to, just speak to people. Oh, and come on. You know, these people are now going out. A lot of people, I'm going to say, are just going out because the government has said you're going out and now they're doing it because the government has said, COVID's still around. Like, it's how, how bad is that though? Like people had people had like an issue with had an issue with me being in like a tier four in London. Like these tiers just cracked me up. Like I I was in tier four and I went through a few problems at Christmas time. I won't go into it because it involves my friends and stuff like that. 
but certain family members of my friends made it really, really difficult for my friends to see me at Christmas um, because I've come from a tier four in a house with my child. Oh. And I just, I was, uh, I was, it was like, and I thought, this is what it's doing. Like, because my friend was upset. She was like, I'm, I've been dreading telling you like about, about this, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, obviously I was just fuming, like just tell them to fuck off, but you can't. In this time, my um, my car's been robbed. Somebody tried to break into my house as well. And there's been a couple of other bits of incidents that I've had, what was it, something else? I can't think, but for my personal thing, somebody tried to break into my house and my car was robbed in this time. The police never came around for two weeks of my car being robbed, I thought, and then since then, obviously, I see I've actually never been fined. I'm a bit of a goody two-shoes at times, so I, do, I try and swerve all of that controversy. But I'm always worried about my family, so I've not really been doing too much. But, um, like, my friends have. They're right there in 10 minutes. They're literally... The police was around at my mum's house as well. Yeah. Because own kids. I mean, I've gone to... I've been to my mum's house. But because of my own kids around there, the police are, like, knocking on the door. I said... Yeah and say oh my car's been nicked and I think he had COVID who stole it they'd be round in an instant I know but that's where we're at it's just all about like it's it's like a massive um I think so I don't I don't know that you agree with this but I feel like some people um will actually be and some professions will actually be genuinely gutted when this fades out because because they've lost this like power thing like have you seen obviously I'm buzzing, you're buzzing, that you, we're seeing people out happy, enjoying themselves. I was nearly crying the other day. I went down to Borough Market and sat there having a pint and all the workers were hugging each other and stood there filming, smiling. And I thought, like, this is ridiculous. Like what you just said, like, we're grateful over something that should be so natural. Don't get me wrong. Like it puts things into perspective and it's made me, it's made me very, very grateful for a lot of things. But I just think going to work, and being able to walk around not regimented and stuff and you know because you know people being weird and stuff and like Oxford Street was booming no one was being strange about walking next to each other and that for me is how it should be I'm not denying that there's I've had the virus I had the virus myself in November it wasn't very nice but I'm not denying there's I'm which brings me to the next thing like what about these people that are testing fruit which I'm going to do myself so I understand that people are petrified of a virus. People have obviously died from it. But you can't honestly say that if people are testing fruit and say, my friend um, tested a papaya fruit after the um, Tanzanian president, you know, mysteriously went missing. I'm obviously not going to say too much because the whole thing will get deleted and I'll probably get killed. But like he tested the papaya fruit, didn't they? The Tanzanian fruit to test. <laughs> I didn't test it. I've never, I've never had a papaya in my house. I've got a banana. That is a fancy old fruit to be testing on. Who the fuck has papaya leaving about? Oh, I just tested a papaya. Oh, I, was just, um, I was just eating my dragon fruit the other morning and I thought I'd do a swab on it. <laughs> Gonna try my passion fruit next. No. Um, so my friend did it on the papaya fruit after the Tanzanian um president whatever it was um mysteriously passed away after speaking out about the vaccine and wanting to completely ban it um but obviously now he's dead 
Um, so she did it and it come back um, positive. Yeah, I've seen a few of them, people sending them away when it's not. I mean, I don't deny that there's uh, that there is 100% there's um, virus going in. But do you know what, Helen? Have you seen How many have died from it? How many have died from it? Have you seen the figures on how many people have died of flu this year? Oh, it's about 60,000. Oh, no, no. So now I'm going... No, that brought me, that brings me to, so 2018, there was like an influx of death, 64,000. And this year? But you can catch flu. So why are we not walking around with it? Why do we not have masks on in 2018? You said there's been like 100 people died of flu. So it's gone from previous years being between 40 and 60,000. Some years to this year, miraculously, there's been 100. I'll, I, don't quote me on the exact figure, but it's something. Yeah, yeah. And then they're saying it's because of social distancing. So to clarify, social distancing can stop the, the normal flu, absolutely no problem, not catching that. It cannot stop coronavirus. Nobody is dying of flu this year at all, miraculously. Oh. But everybody is dropping like flies from coronavirus. Now, I think if you took the figures of coronavirus and then took the realistic figures of the flu and stopped put it, lumping them all into one, which is what I think they're doing, then you'd look more like... 30,000 people have died of coronavirus. It's still not great. 60,000 people. So have died. terrible, yeah, but you, well, we are being lied to. That people are going to die of flu. So why is it so unacceptable to, to, you know, for people to die? And I get it, you know, they need to do something, but people are dying of cancer all the time. There's all kinds of illness. All kinds of things. Do not stop the world from revolving because of it. So I just struggle to understand. And the longer this goes on and the larger effects it's having, and on top of this, I want to add, I do not know a single person who's died from it. I'm not saying it's happened. I personally don't know them. What I do know, though, on a personal level, is I know I think it's around 10 people who are very close to me who have had severe, and I know me and you discussed this, so I don't want to talk about who they are, but have had severe mental illness. And I mean fucking severe mental illness because yeah. of it. And on the brink, I also know one person who's killed themselves in this time. I do not know a single person on a personal level. And I would be not looking forward to it because it's going to be really, really, really upsetting. But I'd be very interested to see what the figures are and the repercussions of what this is. People are talking about mental illness, but there's no actual figures being released. There's no, nobody talking about, there's currently today over the last, I think the last four weeks, there's more people dying from suicide than what there are of coronavirus. They're never going to release it. They'll never release, we'll never ever find that out. It's the same as like Matt Hancock, when questioned, I've seen him, I don't I don't make it a habit of watching him to be honest, because he actually makes my skin crawl. But when questioned about how many have died from uh, the vaccine, um, he just comes out with the biggest load of drivel. He knows the exact number because obviously because of his role, he knows it and he literally dodges the question every time. He never gives a number because he can't, because the truth the, the truth of it would be horrendous. So he chooses to dodge it instead. I've never ever heard him answer a question. Literally, I've never heard him answer I've never heard Boris Johnson. I'm just like, how did they get to where they are? I want to know. I, do you know what? I really did like Boris Johnson. Who did he suck off to get where he is, please? I think seriously. I think before all of this, Boris Johnson was a real like. I, I think I just liked him because he was just oh, I did the clouds and thought he was quite amusing. Oh, he's very switched on in what he does, and he uses that character that characteristic, I think, to sway people to make everybody laugh. 
But more and more people are just not finding the whole thing funny anymore. But do you know what? He'd, he'd written an article, he was an editor of a magazine, which I forget, but I will remember and post it if anybody's interested. And he, he used to be the editor of a newspaper or a magazine, and he was doing, he wrote a big article on, I want to say Tony Blair, where Tony Blair was talking about, at the time when he was Prime Minister, he was talking about introducing these um, kind of passports and more, you know, like a, a, a sterner society where everything's regimented as it is now. And Boris Johnson did this huge piece about how he was so deadly against it and it goes against human rights and all this stuff. And lo and behold, he becomes a Prime Minister. And this is it. Whatever happens when you're a Prime Minister, somebody must come along and go, fucking control this lot give them some secret reason why and then they do the best to try and put us all in some kind of external prison i think though i don't actually think it's him that i everything that he's told i do genuinely think obviously he has a saying things but a lot of it is coming from uh matt hancock and that other fucking that thing that looks like he's He's still not even been cooked in the womb. He's so cute. The one who looks like him. Chris Chris Whitty? Yeah. I feel so sorry. People are so brutal on social media about him. And I actually think he might be a nice chap. Are we talking about the same one? He just seems like a really nice guy and he's always a nervous wreck. He doesn't seem very nervous to me. Him who's always on the box. He's always on the board with him. The board head? Yeah, he's always on the board. You're answering the journalist question. I just, I don't know what it is. I feel so. But they are all, yeah, but, but they are all in charge though of of what's going on. So you've got to, as much as like he might be a nice chap, there's something he's not doing what he should be doing, is he? Yeah, I think he's just like an absolute dithering wreck. Everybody seems like such a nice character. Yeah, I think I'd be a dithering wreck if I was watching the whole economy. Not even just our country. I'd be a dithering wreck if I was playing part in a whole fucking every country falling apart this isn't just the uk this is like and you know what's strange when you see all the things going on in like um like jesus christ israel is like really bad like they actually now have the passports don't they i don't know yeah it doesn't surprise me, but do you know globally the amount of money that has been printed, which obviously everybody thought is due to inflation, which can be a topic another time. But um, they printed over a trillion pounds. Now to put that into perspective, I'm going to get, I'm going to absolutely annihilate these figures. But I think to count to a million, it, it takes like a week. To count to a trillion takes something like thirty-seven thousand years. So just to try and you'll all have to Google that because it is, it is literally. Oh my God. And globally, they printed that much money. They're saying that inflation is going to go up by 2%, but it's completely unrealistic and it's going to be more like 7%, in my uh, humble opinion. I think, um, yeah, but definitely Google those figures so you would just have an understanding of the sheer extent because it's just a number when you say a trillion, but when you understand, then that is just going to obviously destroy everything. Inflation is going to go literally through the roof over the coming years. Our tax is going to go up. And that's what I mean. Who's going to be... Obviously, we're going to be around to suffer for this as well and have to kind of cop for it. But people are forgetting um, this This is going to go on for years and it's going to be our kids, their kids and their kids and so on and so forth that are basically suffering the repercussions of what 
it has been a cock up because listen, I'm like I've said, I'm not denying there's a virus. Of course there is, but the way things have been handled, like, uh, like the whole eat at that. I was in a not. I wouldn't say argument. Like I don't argue with people on, especially not on Instagram. Um, but I was saying the other day about. Everyone's very quick to say this, that, and the other about how they think that we should still be in lockdown and all the rest of it. And that's it. A 60-odd, 70-odd, maybe. No, 82-year-old woman has been given a £60 fine because she's gone and had a little party with some of her friends for her 70th, which I just cheered on when I saw it on my screen. I was like, good for Maureen. Um but she's been given a fine it's gone in the daily mail so I like commented on the meme I was like good for Maureen and whatever and I had all these people jumping on me like we've stayed in for the likes of Maureen and I thought right first of all imagine being 82 you already know your clock's ticking so when all this started Maureen would have been what uh 80 what 81 80 whatever um you already know that you're treading a fine, like, fine line when it comes to even just dying of natural causes, don't you, 82? I don't know that how, how that feels. You don't know that how, how that feels. So people shouldn't be commenting on how an 82-year-old should be behaving. She could literally pop her clogs any minute. She's had the vaccines, and this is her point that she's made. She's absolutely right. She's had both the vaccines. She said, why am I not allowed to see my friends? She could die in a minute. And this was my argument with people underneath this post. They were saying, because it's not safe. Who is anyone to tell an 82-year-old how they should be living and what is good for them? And then they, they also kept talking about science and all this. And I said, I get all that. But she's had the injections and we're forgetting about empathy. We're forgetting about the fact that these people deserve to not be incarcerated in a ho in a home with meals and wheels being delivered to the fucking door, like the you know, like they just they've been forgotten. The sick and the elderly have literally been the worst sufferers, and people that, like I just said, the sick people with cancer and things like that have been forgotten in all in all of it. Like there was more people, younger people underneath it saying. Yeah, but I'm 25 and I've stayed in for like some orange. Shut the fuck up. You're not gonna die, are you? You're not, you're not, you're not gonna die of old age. This old lady and her group of five friends might die because of their age. So why are they not allowed to live? I just I just believe in freedom. I just believe you have the freedom of choice. Like you should be able, if Maureen wants to risk things or whatever Maureen wants to do. But like I said earlier on, my granddad died for her. My grandma's 83 and he's, um, he's, he's been, he got asbestosis, it developed into lung cancer and he's not been given very long to live. Um, he fought in the Vietnam War, he's a real headstrong and he was like, he did probably fight, he drove the tanks and that. And then um, he is a real, real headstrong stereotypical older man my granddad does not want to be locked up for the last few months of his life so we i've been going seeing him but because i've still been working in that then we'll just wait for walks and socially distance but my granddad at the time wasn't supposed to be even going out for walks and i'm like i don't know when i'm if i after lockdown i will even be able to see my granddad again so there's absolutely zero chance on this planet i am going to be staying away from him if you, you know, because you don't, you just don't know what's going to happen. And my granddad and my family are not the only people who are in this position. This is happening. Wow. 
interest, people of all ages as well, people with all different illnesses. And the last year of everybody's lives have been hammered because even if you do choose to break the rules and go for a tiny walk, my grandmother has always gone to the pub, the Ellesmere in the corner. Every single Sunday when there's little friends are in there, they all crack on, have a few pints, he looks at He's not been able to do nothing. All of that was taken away from him. So even if he wanted to go for a bloody walk, which is so-called illegal, he still couldn't do like the final fun things that he wants to do yeah. in life. He served our country and he's worked every day of his goddamn life. I'm just like, and no, you are gonna, you are gonna yeah. tell my granddad what he can and can't be doing with his last few months, hopefully long and such work. It's just like it's just like it's like all the rights have been to. We, we've not we've not found it great. I I struggled like when I was still up in Bolton. I really really struggled. I didn't think I was struggling, but then I look back and I think um, <clears throat> you were literally drinking from like twelve o'clock in the day. And <laughs> seriously, like I was being really weird. And then I'd go and like sit in the forest on my own, like some fucking yeti. Like what? What was I doing? And I thought it was all normal. I was just like. Oh, I never get a chance to do this. Like going to sit with trees every day. Don't get me wrong. Like I love being around trees, but I cast my memory back and I'm like, I was losing the fucking plot. Like my son had come down in the kitchen. I was like dancing around the kitchen, fucking making weird food, weird food every day and stuff like that, which is all fine. But it went on for months and months. And I started like the, the feeling of like, and obviously like I'm younger than these people. And I had company, I had a car, I could get in a car and drive out and go and look at more fucking trees. But the thing is, the thing is, these old people who, let's be honest, a lot of them get forgotten about all the time and shame on them families. I mean, here's where I'm at with the, with the whole thing. This is why I commented on Maureen doing her own little thing at 82. My mum got took into a home uh, last, last February, now, my mum was living with me with Alzheimer's and that was hard. Don't get me wrong. I would not have coped with her living with me through lockdown. I don't know where we would have been. I, I probably would have ended up like, I don't even know where. But anyway, she got put in a home. She still understood where she was. She was 61 years old when we put her in an old people's home. That was horrific in itself. Horrible for anybody. But to put a woman in at that age... She knew what was going on. She's not very verbal, so she couldn't really say much. But she stood there in the room, which I will never, ever forget for as long as I live. She was absolutely heartbroken. And she just went, why? She was doing this with her hands at me. I, I'm never going to get that out of my head. Like, that was her saying to me, why have you put me here? I had to, she had to go there because the, the Alzheimer's was just getting too much. And a really good place came up at the... Uh, or people's home anyway um, moving forward I went down to the home sat with her every night she cried for about two weeks solid in this in this home I came picking her up I was able to take her out we still went for coffee still went for hot walks around the jumbles so we maintained some form of normality from before I took her into the home then I, I remember I went to Dubai and on my way back I was on the phone to my friend and I was like everyone's wearing fucking masks except me and she was like oh she went are they not all just Chinese I went no I said like everyone's got a mask on like no because China I'm not being... <laughs> no Chinese wear masks all the time don't they <laughs> you made you made me laugh 
I didn't even mean that in a bad way. Anyway, fuck Wuhan. It's their fault anyway. So um, I've come back from Dubai and that was it. We, we more or less went into a lockdown and I was told I weren't loud near her. Now, yeah, she's got Alzheimer's. She doesn't understand shit. She understands a bit though. She, a conscience, she is still in the room sometimes and this is what kills me. I said to her, mum, I am still going to come and pick you up all the time and take you out. And I made that promise to her. Yes, yeah, she, she's ill and whatever. She probably doesn't remember me saying that, but I know I said that to her. And for me to then completely go off the scene, now yeah. we, weren't allowed, we weren't allowed to see her through the window, nothing. So when I took her into the home, she was about a size 14, 16. The next time I was allowed to see her, which... I blame the government for, I blame everybody. I'm angry at it and I don't care. I don't like what happened and I don't like how she was treated. I don't like how anyone's been treated in this situation. I got a phone call from one of the nurses who burst into tears and more or less said, you need to come and see your mum today because she's going to die. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? She went, Helen, like, and I, I had work. Um, what did I have? I had something going on at the time. And this is this is why she ended up crying on the phone. I said, I'll come up Monday. Like, how? why am I allowed to see her? They let me see her before the government said we were allowed to. And the reason why is they said they weren't sure if she was actually going to make it. They'd found this, this place in a mental um, institute for her to basically force feed her. But they weren't sure she was actually going to make the journey anymore. And I, so I went, so I've gone from dropping my mum off in an old people's home, taking her out for dinner, doing normal things with her, to a few months later, I'm being told that I need to maybe perhaps talk about um, being prepared to say bye to her. Nobody had the right to take that away from my mum. And it wasn't the home's, it wasn't the home's, home's fault. They have a lot to blame, though, for what went wrong. But it wasn't their fault. They were under pressure. They did, and I do appreciate I went staying up at the last drop for about six nights, and I went seeing her um, for two nights. And nothing nothing could prepare me for what I saw when she came out. She couldn't walk. Bear in mind, my mum used to, like, dance and run around, and she was so lively. So it took three people to bring her out because she was that weak. She couldn't walk anymore. One day she came out in a wheelchair, she couldn't hold her head up, nothing. So, and then luckily for me and for my family and for my mum, she turned things around. She went into this amazing place in South Manchester. They made her eat. She really came like, like came out of herself again. And she's moved to another home that is a lot more hands-on with people with dementia and Alzheimer's. So I'm one of the lucky ones wasn't nice what I experienced. Sure as hell wasn't nice what my mum was going through. But what about all these families that have had that completely stripped from them? I don't know whether you saw the video of that woman. Well, oh my God, it was heartbreaking. She's gone seeing her mum. Uh, they've let her see her through the window. The, her mum was grey, like literally it's the colour of stone. And um, they literally pulled the blinds down on, on her. Like the woman was like, so she was crying saying, please, please don't wheel her away from me. Please keep her there. And they just went, pulled her away. And the other one just went like with the blinds. I this, mean, I just, this is only one that we're seeing. Like, coming home. It's just, yeah, I mean, the whole, 
there's a catalogue of errors across every single industry across it, it just everything that's gone on and again nobody can prepare for it but jesus wept i think we could have dealt with it people a are really losing empathy of the whole thing and going mental because of what they read in newspapers and what they see on the news and the fear-mongering and stuff people are really losing that little bit of empathy that every single person should have like this going back to this 82 year old woman like yeah. I'm glad she did it. I hope she has another party at the weekend. Everybody, the the whole situation. I'm conscious of time as well, but for, um, we love a good chat. But I think the whole situation for me has turned everybody very, very, very self-centered. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You're going to do what you want to do, and your life's going to be the way that it's going to going to be. But I think because everybody's been trapped up for so long, do you not think it's hip, hip, Do you know what I've struggled with? The hypocrisy of it. If the virus was so, so bad, there is off licenses. There's a, there's a, and I'm fine with it. Keep open. I hope this man makes money. But there's a shop around the corner from me that sells photo frames and it's been open the whole time. If this was as serious as what it's meant to be, why are all these things open? Why is it not just delivery only for food? So all these people that are scared to death of doing things, why are you going in Tesco? Well, why do you get, why do you get, why do you get to unnecessary places? Because we've all done it. I've done it. I've made loads of unnecessary trips places. And until until the government says don't. That's it to go a bit mad, to be honest. In the ice, like you, I'd, I've done everything that could be done. My house got fully renovated. I was painting the fence. I was doing everything with the kids. And as soon as my youngest son could go back to Nisha, that was it. I was back at work full time. And my, my oldest son, Easter wasn't in school. So I was just bringing him into the office with me as well and just trying to break up our day because I, I was, I could feel myself like slowly going looper. And at home, I was the same where as soon as it went four o'clock, I was like, fine, <laughs> thank you. And I was a high functioning alcoholic for a long time. So it just. Yeah. Not like I was putting weight on, I was really unhealthy. I, I just wasn't happy. And for me, all it took was to break up the day by coming into the office. But um, I am conscious, Helen, that we've done an hour and we were saying 30 minutes. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I, think, I think if you can give us a little wrap up of your final opinions on the vaccine, although I think you've made it very clear, but a wrap up of your vaccine and what um, a succinct opinion on this is. Um, I think do what you want to do if you want to have the vaccine because it makes you feel that you're safer or whatever, absolutely fine. But you can't expect other people to take part in an experiment. And that's what it is. It's an experiment. It's not finalised until 2023. If you're happy with doing it, knock yourself out and I hope you feel better for doing it. But don't expect other people to, to follow. It's about choice. Yeah, and I think... Um... On this occasion, I completely agree actually with, with what you're saying. That um, you, it's, it's everybody's charge itself. We choose. That's why we live in, or hopefully, we live in a country where we're all supposed to be free. So I think if you want to have it, have it. If you don't, don't. And um, I think the majority of people I know have had it anyway. I just caught it from going out to all these uh, where is parties. <laughs> that is apparently going to make and I can't comment. <laughs> Right, um, thank you everybody um, for listening to us. There'll be uh, links for anything that we've spoken about in our social media, which is, what's yours, Helen? I don't even know. I think it's Helen underscore Woodkiss. 
and my, I'll put it in um, the description. Helen Wood 86 on Twitter. I and think. Mine's just Michaela Wayne one on everything because there's an Australian model who's called Michaela Wayne. <laughs> Absolutely got it. She's stunning as well. <laughs> so I'm Michaela Wayne one. <laughs> oh, better than mine. Mine's got a kiss on the end of it. We're going to be back next week and follow our social media because we're going to do polls before everyone's to, to have a bit of research so that we can talk about any ideas that people can think of talking about um that'd be great yeah There's always something always something i mean we can talk last night to sleep so obviously yeah. <laughs> thank you very much everybody okay.